0: I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show.
1: It's so humbling to think about because, like I said, we started selling the planners on Etsy in September of 2018, and by January 2019, so like four months later, I was dropping out of school to like run with Hustle Sainly full-time.
0: Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder, in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA, business strategist, and mentor who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Jess. Hi, Jade. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I am super excited to have you here too. Why don't you start by introducing yourself for anyone who doesn't know who you are and what you do yet?
1: Yeah. So my name is Jess and I am the owner and founder of the community centered productivity company called Hustle Sanely, where our main mission, we do a lot over there, but our main mission is to help busy women go after their goals, but while prioritizing their mental health and the important relationships in their life. Um, and we do that through many different avenues. So I have a podcast, we sell actual planning tools. So like Physical paper products. We have courses. We have a membership. So that's kind of my day to day gig, and I absolutely love it. I, I, I'm very passionate about what I do because it stemmed from a need of my own. I was operating in that kind of burnout and overwhelm cycle, and I recognized how unhealthy that was, and I was like, oh, shoot, this is not how I want to be living my life. Um, So then I kind of was able to build and create all of these systems and habits and routines to kind of help myself, and then other people were like, oh, my gosh, wait a second. Like, can you show us how to do that too? And I was like, oh, wow, there's a need for this. And so everything kind of just snowballed and we are here today doing all those things. When did I start? I started Hustle Sanely back in September of 2018. And it started off as just a digital planner company, which is really interesting to most people. They're like, wait, what? Because that's like such a tiny, tiny piece of what we do now. But that's pretty much what we do in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. I want to dive into that just a little bit more for a couple of I'm so passionate about, you know, anyone can start a business. I feel like a lot of people think that if they don't take the quote, unquote, traditional route, which what is traditional in starting a business, right. I, <laughs> yeah. I love hearing like, how did that actually happen for you? Because I think it's inspiring for other people who might be in that same position. And I've heard your story before, so I know it's like a very untraditional route. Yes. <laughs> so, I feel like a lot of people do wait until they hit burnout or, you know, a place where they cannot bounce back easily before They start looking into some of the things that you teach about. So I think it's so important to, you know, see what happened leading into that too.
1: Yeah. So, okay. When I started Hustle Sanely, like I said, back in September of 2018, I was actually in graduate school for speech language pathology. So something completely different than what I'm doing now. Um, And at that time I was in grad school and for that type of degree, I was also required to do what they call practicums. So it's basically like on-site internships, uh, like hands-on experience type of situations. And then I was also working two, sometimes three part-time jobs um, while I was in school and doing my internships. And I was also a newlywed. So it was a very full wow. full season of life. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm i an Enneagram three. I don't know if you're like super into the Enneagram or not. Oh, okay. you know like, a lot of threes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I've always been kind of uh, – It's always come naturally to me to be like a doer, a runner, a visionary. Like it's not hard for me to set goals and make them happen. Like I've never really struggled with that, but I have always kind of struggled with running too hard and too fast after goals kind of getting tunnel vision and just kind of zeroing in on the goal and letting my mental health fall to the wayside, my marriage fall to the wayside, my friendships, my relationships with my family, just kind of taking all that stuff for granted and being like... Okay, after I complete XYZ goal, then I'll take care of those things. But as I'm sure you know, like the goals keep coming. And so you just keep pushing off, you know, nurturing your own mental health and taking care of the people in your life. And um, so I busted my butt to get into grad school. And when I did, I was like, okay, the program that I'm in is a three year program. There is no way that I can continue how I've been doing my whole life through this program. Like I know that if I do, I will be a shell of a human on the other side. And I'm not even going to be excited to go into the SLP field. So something's got to change. Like I've got to figure something out. And so I like went on this, I guess, personal development journey where I was consuming like all of the productivity books, all of the productivity podcasts that I could get my hands on to just try to figure out like different strategies and you know, tools to help me just be a better manager of my time. And two things I kind of noticed during that time of my life. Number one, a lot of the content that I was consuming, it was very masculine and it didn't really align with how I wanted to show up for my life. I was like, okay, like I get what you're saying, but it's not really how I want to show up. So it's not going to work for me. Um, So I noticed that. And then I also noticed that I wasn't really looking for time management strategies like I thought that I was. Like I was good at managing my time I was looking for more of like a lifestyle shift, like something a little bit deeper. Um, And I honestly couldn't find what I was looking for all in one place. There wasn't like a system that was meeting my needs. So I was like, okay, I guess I am going to create my own. And so that's kind of how Hustle Sanely came to be. Um, people were seeing my journey. I was sharing my SLP grad school journey on Instagram already. So I have a small following just kind of, you know, invested in that journey. And I ended up making myself a digital planner to help me kind of keep all of the things in line that I was wanting to prioritize. Um, and so I would show it on, you know, Instagram stories, like my cute little iPad with my little Apple pencil. And people were like, oh my gosh, so cute. Can you sell that? Can you like open an Etsy store? And I was like, oh I don't see why not it's a digital product there's not much skin in the game like it's already made I might as well so I just kind of googled my way through like opening an Etsy shop and so we started selling the digital planners on Etsy and then people were wanting more they were like okay great like now I have this tool but like I'm not really sure how to use it in the way that you're showing that you're using it. Like, I don't know what my priorities are. I'm not clear on my vision. Can you help me with those pieces? And that's kind of when a light bulb went off. I was like, okay, there's an actual need for this. There's a gap in the market where people are kind of overworking, they're burnt out, they're overwhelmed, but they're desiring a different type of life. So I decided to just start sharing my journey online, like more in regards to that rather than just SLP grad school. And then I actually ended up dropping out of school like a couple months later because Hustle Stanley kind of took off. Um, And I just discovered that I was more passionate about Teaching people how to live a peacefully productive life than I was about becoming a speech language pathologist. Great career field. Do not get me wrong, but it's just I found a different passion on the way to that dream. So that's kind of how everything unfolded. It, everything was very <laughs> accidental, I would say, and it, it was not. It was not planned out at all. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Accidental, but obviously not an accident at all because now right. you're working in line with your purpose. So yes. did you know how to design when you were doing that or were you just kind of like messing around, throwing stuff <laughs> together? Do you want to know
1: what program I use to make our very first digital planner? You will probably cringe a little bit. Is it paint? Okay, it's not that bad. Okay, That's the worst I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft PowerPoint is what I use to make our very first digital planner. So I have no design background whatsoever, um, but I was making resources for my classroom. So I was working in the schools as an SLP assistant, um, and I couldn't afford resources, like buying resources because I was in college and I had no money. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to make my own. And, you know, you can find anything on YouTube these days. So I was already creating, like, resources for my students in PowerPoint. So I was like, you know what? Let's just tweak this a little bit and we can turn this into
0: making a plan or two. So those templates that you were building in PowerPoint sold so well on Etsy that it gave you the confidence to drop out of grad school. Yes. That's that amazing? amazing.
1: Yeah. It's so humbling to think about because, like I said, we started selling the planners on Etsy in September of 2018, mid-September. And by January 2019, so what is that? September, October, November, like four months later, I was dropping out of school to like run with Hustle Stanley full-time.
0: What do you think Jess in 2018 would think if she could look to where you are today?
1: She wouldn't believe it. Like, absolutely not. Because I was so laser focused on becoming an SLP. Because when, like I said, when I get a goal in my head, that is like eyes on the prize. That's what we're doing. Like, I wasn't a very flexible human back in 2018, like prior to Hussle Zanely. Um, and so I I would have laughed in her face. I would have been like, no way. Like, you're not doing that. There's absolutely no way. Like, you're dealing with the plan. Like, what do you mean? No, like, you don't do that. So I would have been very shocked. That's
0: for sure. That's amazing. I didn't know that level of detail for your story. So that's, yes. I'm learning so much today, even though I've been listening to your podcast for months. <laughs> I love so, it. You mentioned the Hustle Sanely 5, that system that you came up with that brought everything together that you were looking for. So let's dig into that. What is the Hustle Sanely 5?
1: Yeah. Okay. So Hustle Sanely 5, it's a layer that is kind of built into like a bigger umbrella. So the big umbrella, that it's the five keys to hustling sanely, and that's like the foundation for how to hustle sanely, how to create a peacefully productive life. So I'll run through those really quickly. And then the fifth one is hustle sanely five. And we'll kind of dig into that. That's my favorite thing to talk about because it's very, it's very tangible. It's something that people can take action on right now. It's not something that's like long-term. It's like you can wake up tomorrow and start doing HS5. It's achievable. Yes, 100%, 100%. So um, to back up though, the five keys to hustling sanely, key number one is get your mindset right. Key number two is get clear on your vision. Key number three is define your priorities. Key number four is create your routines and schedule. And then key number five is implement Hustle Sanely 5 or HS5 every day. So uh, HS5, those are the five daily habits that the Hustle Sanely community does every day to just make sure that we're making progress on our goals, because that's still important to me. Like I still do want to be making progress on my goals, but while prioritizing our mental health and the important relationships in our life. So it just kind of holds us accountable to making sure that we're showing up for our lives in a well-rounded way. Like we're not leaning too heavily into work or too heavily into like not worrying about our goals at all. It just kind of gives you a really good like harmony with everything in life. Um, I like to say that it's like a wellness-based approach to reaching your goals. Um, so the five habits that make up HS5, habit number one is complete your focus three. So those are your three most important tasks of the day. I am Not a fan of having never ending long to do lists every day because they overwhelm people. They leave people feeling like, even if you, okay, let's say you have a to do list of like 10 things in a day, even if you get seven or eight of those done, nine times out of 10, people still feel like they didn't get enough done because they didn't Mm -hmm. get all 10 done. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's
0: very defeating. I actually had a day this week where I'm like, I literally crossed absolutely nothing off my to-do list, but it was the most productive day that I have had in months (laughs) (laughs) because it matters. Like the level of the tasks that you're doing matters.
1: A hundred percent. I am all for prioritizing our to-do list so that we know that we're actually doing the tasks that, like you said, matter, that make a difference, that kind of move the needle in the direction of your, goals. So that's habit number one is get those focus three tasks done every day. Um, habit number two is move for 30 minutes. So I used to be a certified personal trainer back in my early 20s. I'm very passionate about health and fitness. Back then I was passionate about it for from more of like a physical standpoint. Like I wanted my body to look nice. Now it's for my mental health. And that's what I teach now is like, let's move our bodies because it is so incredibly good for our mental health. So whether that's going on a walk with your dog for 15 minutes, like walking away and then walking back home, there's your 30 minutes. Maybe it's going, you know, during your lunch break, doing a yoga video or, you know, stretching video, whatever you want to do. Maybe it is going to the gym and lifting weights. Maybe it's going to a spin class. Like it can look however you want it to look. And that's... That's the beautiful thing about Hustle Sanely 5 is it's so flexible and adaptable. You can take all of the habits and they can meet you in whatever season you're in. That's my favorite part about it. Mm -hmm. There's not just one way to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, It really does just meet you wherever you're at. So that is habit number two is move your body for 30 minutes, however you want to move it. That's why I didn't say exercise. I was very particular in how I worded it because I know some people just they don't have the best relationship with the word exercise. And I get that, you know. Um, So that is habit number two. Habit number three is tidy for 15 minutes. So uh, when I think of this, for me, it means my physical space, like my home. I, I work from home, so I'm home alone. Um, so I just my my physical environment it really affects my mental environment and vice versa like my mental environment affects my physical environment so I just like to do my
0: best to keep both of them as tidy and as decluttered as possible. I think that's one of the things that separates what you said about the masculine versus feminine approach to productivity. Mm. My husband and I have been renovating our house and we both work from home. So we're on three and a half years now and he could care less if a room is crazy. But for me, I need it for my sanity. And I think that's one thing that I don't see. Like A lot of the big voices or the people in the productivity space who have the largest audiences are and this is something that I don't hear people talking about.
1: Exactly and it's so funny that you're saying that because my husband just started working from home this year at the beginning of the year and it is the exact same for us. We've been doing a little bit of renovating because I am about to have a baby so we had to turn his office into the nursery Um, and we have a shed being built in our backyard that's becoming like his office space and kind of like his hobby area, nice. if you will. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it's it's a process, right? Like, so his office right now is our dining room table. And so I'm just like, oh boy, every time I walk out there, I'm like, let's take a deep breath. Let's take a deep breath. This is fine. Yep. And that is why I am so grateful that I am shut up in my office right now because it is calm in here. It is clean. It is tidy. And I'm able to focus. But for him, it doesn't bother him, like you said, that mm-hmm. it's kind of chaos out there in the dining room. So it's it is very interesting how that does kind of play into the more feminine side of productivity, if you will.
0: The more people I talk to about this, the more I see this trend continue. Yes. So it is real.
1: (laughs) Yes. So that is habit number three is just spending 15 minutes a day tidying up your space. Um, And what that looks like for me in this season is I like to set a timer. Like I get, okay, maybe I'm one of the oddballs out. I thoroughly enjoy cleaning and organizing and tidying. Like, I don't know. It like brings me peace. It brings me joy. And I just- We are from the same class. Okay. Okay. Amazing. So you get (laughs) it. So I have to actually set a timer or else I will just tidy for an hour a day. And then I'm like, oh, whoops. I had other things that I was supposed to be doing. So yeah, I have to set the timer to like cut myself off, not to like make sure that I'm like fulfilling the 15 minutes. Um, But I like to, I have like a batch schedule that I use. So like every Monday I focus on this room in my house. Every Tuesday I focus on this room and, you know, I have a specific room for each day of the week. Um, And I set my timer for 15 minutes and you would be shocked at how much you can get done in 15 minutes. Like in the bathroom, for example, I'm able to like wipe the toilet bowl down, like scrub the floors really quickly, scrub the bathtub. And that's like a pretty thorough bathroom cleaning in my eyes anyways, you know? So it's just like, cause some people are like, they're like 15 minutes. Like what's the point? You'd be shocked. Like give it a try. Set your timer for 15 minutes. Don't get distracted. Just focus on the room at hand and you, it,
0: yeah, it's, it's a game changer. Does that double with your cleaning time or is there additional time each week where you have to do like the deep clean stuff?
1: Okay. So I have a whole podcast episode on this because I nerd out about talking about cleaning and organization. Um, but so this, the tidy for 15 has cut down my deep clean by, I'm not even kidding you, like three quarters. It's been incredible. I used to spend like two or three hours on the weekend, like deep cleaning our whole house. But ever since implementing this tidy for 15, I spend maybe 45 minutes on the weekends, like deep cleaning. And and I I'm talking like scrubbing like baseboards, like doing crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. stuff that doesn't need to be done every single week. Um, so it's not only has it made like my mind more peaceful because my my environment is calmer and tidier to look at, but it's, it's saved so much of my time and energy on the weekends. And that's such valuable time that you could be spending with like your loved ones or going out and doing things that you enjoy. So that's a huge, huge huge benefit of the Tidy for 15. And so many people in the Hustle Stanley community have come back after like actually trying it out for like a week or a month. And they're like, oh my gosh, okay, I take it back. 15 minutes a day does actually make a big difference because it adds up every single day, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that is habit number three is tidy for 15 minutes. And then habits number four and five kind of go together. Number four is say or do one kind thing for yourself. And habit number five is say or do one kind thing for someone else. So I think when people hear that they want to be extravagant They want to, you know, if it's the thing for their self, they're like, okay, so I have to go get like a manicure or a pedicure every single day, or I have to go book a massage or like I have to go spend money. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like that's not the intention behind this. Like, can you go get a manicure for your HS5 kind thing for yourself one day? Absolutely. Like if that's what you need, that's what you want. But my favorite way to kind of figure out like what do I need to do for my HS5 kind thing for myself today, I literally ask myself if I'm feeling just kind of like low energy or just kind of like meh. I'm like, okay, what would make me feel supported right now? And then I do that thing. Sometimes it's taking a pause on work and just going for a quick walk outside. Um, One thing being nine months pregnant, (laughs) I usually work out in the mornings But these last couple of weeks, I just, I don't have it in me to work out in the morning. So I've been flip-flopping my schedule. I've been starting work a little bit earlier, um, and then kind of get taking off a little bit earlier and getting my workout done in the afternoon. So just kind of asking myself, like, what do I need today to make myself feel supported? And that's how I choose my HS5 kind thing for myself. Um, And then the HS5 kind thing for someone else, same thing. It's not meant to be like this huge, overly intense thing that stresses you out. It's just a reminder for you to check in with your people, like make sure that you're showing up for them. Um, So it can be calling your mom on your way home from work. It can be FaceTiming your best friend on your lunch break. It can be surprising a coworker with a coffee whenever you go into the office. Like Tiny little intentional things. That's the main thing when it comes to HS5 is just being intentional. I didn't create HS5 as something to be stressful or to add more to your plate. It's just so that you can be intentional with what's already on your plate, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. That was going to be my next question. For for someone who's listening to this, like Hustle Sanely 5 and mm-hmm. then the – The five keys to hustling the sanely. The five keys to hustling yeah. sanely. If someone's hearing this for the first time, it's a lot of changes to make instantaneously. So what does that process look like for you? Like what is your planning stack, so to speak, and how you keep track?
1: Yeah. So the five keys to hustling sanely, kind of like the big one, that's more to me of like something that I'm checking in with myself quarterly. Like I build it out at the beginning of the year. Like I have a yearly vision meeting is what I call it. And that's when I kind of make sure that I have my mindset right. And when I say like, get your mindset right, which is key one, it's just kind of really going internal. And I'm a big fan of affirmations and like kind of figuring out like, okay, where are my limiting beliefs? Because I really do believe that our thoughts drive our actions and our actions, they kind of create our life experience. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of a big deal. All of our actions start out as thoughts in our head. Um, So that's why it's so huge to me to make sure that you have your mindset right. But I kind of do all of that like prep work at the beginning of the year. Like I said, it's called my yearly vision meeting and I just check in and I'm like, okay, what limiting beliefs are kind of lingering? Like, is there anything that I need to, you know, get to the root of and pull it up? Like let's replace it with an affirming truth. So Keys number one through, I would say, three are like more big picture and it's like a little bit, I hate to use this word, but fluffier, if you will. Like it's more, you know what Intangible. I'm like saying? Yeah, there you go. That's a better word for it. Um, So it's just, that's kind of how it is. Um, And then keys four and five, like those are the more like, okay, concrete action steps. Here's what we're doing. This is, this is how I'm going to show up for my days. This is how I'm going to manage my time and my energy, Um, those kinds of things. But I like to check in with all five keys to hustling sanely. Like I said, I kind of set my intentions at the beginning of the year for all of them. And then we have quarterly check-in meetings too, as a part of the hustle sanely planning system. Um, So just checking, In every quarter, because here's the thing our seasons change, and I think people feel like very chained to uh, to do lists, routines, habits. Like, once they've created them, they're like, All right, this is what I've got to do forever. And I'm like, Wait, 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 wait. Like, something that I am so passionate about teaching our schedules and routines are tools, not chains. They are meant to support you, not to stress you out. Um, and You're in charge of them, right? Like they're not in charge of you. So if something isn't working for you, like if your season changes, change your routines, change your habits, right? Like I always say you're the leading lady of your life. So like take what needs to be changed and change it. Don't just sit there and like look at how things are not working out and being like, wow, this is terrible. Like I hate all of these habits and routines, but I'm just going to keep doing them because I told myself that I would like, absolutely not. That doesn't make any sense. Like shift those things, get the ones that aren't supporting you out of there, get new ones in that do support you. And I think it's important to talk about when I say seasons changing, I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, so like winter, fall, spring, summer. And I'm like, okay, not quite. I mean like life season. So like example, when I got pregnant this year, a lot of my habits and routines had a shift because what I was doing before, it just didn't make sense anymore because I'm in a whole new season of life. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, So that's kind of the big picture. And then that's why I always tell people if it feels very big and very overwhelming to kind of dig in and – overhaul your life, essentially. Um, That's why I tell people start with HS5, like start with those five daily action steps and just kind of give that a try for a little while, see how it feels. Because I feel like practicing HS5 on a daily basis, it really does help you kind of see where the deficits are in your life. It helps you to kind of see like, oh, I actually really struggle to do something kind for myself every day. And then you can kind of go back to the mindset work that goes along with that. Go back to getting clear on your vision. Like, okay, how do I want to show up for myself every day? Like it kind of gets your wheels turning.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that because I think a lot of times when we think about productivity or goal setting, especially from a business owner perspective, it's like, well, either I show up for my business or I show up, For my life? How do I do both? And it's not about choosing which one are you going to show up for today, but how do you make space to show up for both? Because that's the only way that you can sustainably make progress in your business or in your personal life that is one of
1: my favorite words is sustainably like that being intentional and creating things that are sustainable for you. Like that is a heartbeat behind hustle sanely. So I'm so glad that you use that word.
0: So speaking of the hustle word and you talk about hustle sanely as your brand, but also you are not in line with hustle culture. So I want to give you space to talk a little bit more about why that's the name of your brand and how that plays into what you believe about productivity. Okay.
1: So, uh, Fun story of how Hustle Stanley was named back when I was creating that Etsy shop to sell the first digital planner. People always ask me, they're like, where did the name come from? Like, it's so catchy. It's so clever. Like, I'm sure there's a really cool story. And I'm like, dang, I wish that I could tell you there is, but there's not. (laughs) Like I was literally sitting at our like kitchen bar stool, like trying to get the digital planner up on Etsy. And you cannot open an Etsy store without having a name for your Etsy shop. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. I was like, what can I name this thing? Like, what can this be? And the words hustle sanely just like came out of me. And I was like, cool, this is what we're going to name the Etsy shop. That is it. Like there's no, like, it's just cool given story. to
0: you. Yeah,
1: I just kind of fell into my lap and I was like, cool, this is it. I had no idea that it was going to turn into like a full-on brand. I thought it was just going to be like the name of this little random Etsy shop that I was starting to sell these PDFs, right? Like I had no idea. Um, But I actually – because for a while, and I've never talked about this before, um, I thought about changing the name of Hustle Sanely because I was like, what if I'm confusing people because the word hustle is in there and it is giving them the wrong idea, that I am telling them, you know, to kind of lean into that hustle culture and to grind, 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 like, don't worry about your mental health, like take care of all that stuff. Like once you've reached your goals. So I kind of went back and forth for a few months back in probably like, it was either 2019 or 2020, um, where I was like, should I change the name of the company before we like continue growing and progressing? But then a light bulb kind of went off and I was like, hold on, we have the name hustle in our business. So that might attract people who are living out like the hustle culture way of life right now who really actually need hustle sanely. So I was like, we're going to leave it because I feel like it really does kind of draw people who... uh, are attracted to that word hustle. Um, so that is why we decided to keep the name and we added a tagline that kind of, I guess, explains the name a little bit better. So it's hustle sanely and then live a peacefully productive life. So, kind of having that word peacefully in there, people who read it, they're like, oh, okay, so she's not wanting me to like grind and go and do like, so it's very interesting that you, I'm glad that you asked that question, that the name hustle is in the name of the business because we kind of teach how to, you know, hustle sanely.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And it really makes sense from a branding perspective because anybody who watches one reel of yours or listens to one podcast episode would immediately know that that's not the idea behind your brand. And I think yes. about actually pretty often when it comes to branding, we always think of like naming things and how it looks versus what people's perception is. And I think about that in terms of big corporations like Target, like what a terrible name, but yeah, the brand right. is so good. <laughs> and nobody even cares that that's the name. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, one thing a lot of people in the productivity space talk about is this perception or assumption by people who follow them that they're this superhuman. You must have just all of the discipline in the world and you perfectly do all the things that you teach about. Have you felt that pressure as someone who's talking about productivity? I can
1: honestly say no. And I think it's because when I started Hustle Sanely, it and that's why I call Hustle Stanley a community-centered productivity company. I have kind of showed my journey from living in that burnout and overwhelm cycle to kind of creating the kind of life that I live now. And I think because I position myself as down in the trenches with you, like figuring it out with you. Like, yeah, I'm a couple steps ahead so that I am able to kind of share and teach and guide people. Um, But I'm not afraid to show like the messy, the, you know, kind of behind the scenes, me kind of fumbling through being like, okay, I created this weekly schedule for myself but actually it sucks when i'm like actually like putting it into practice like it's not working out how it looked on paper so let me show you my process for kind of scribbling through figuring out like okay let me tweak this tweak that like i'm all about showing like the the process behind things because i think that's what really helps it to click for people and that's that that's my heart i mean i all business owners probably, like I want to see people actually taking what I'm teaching and apply it to their lives, not just in one ear, out the other, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think by me showing the process rather than just the outcome, it really does kind of take that pressure off of me because I've made it my brand to show the process and not just the outcome. Otherwise, I think I would struggle with that, like feeling the need to show up and have like, my routine's perfect, my habit's perfect, my schedule perfect, like Mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. But like I said, I think building it into the brand as showing the process has been a big game changer for me.
0: Yes. And perfection doesn't exist for anybody who's listening who thinks that might be true. It's
1: not. (laughs) Just
0: weed that out right now. Yeah. (laughs) As an Enneagram 3 and as a business owner, has it ever been challenging for you to look at your goals and know what you're sacrificing in terms of prioritizing the things that matter most to you. I feel like it's hard for a lot of business owners who have these big goals and realize that if they are taking care of themselves, they can't go as hard towards those achievements and mile markers that they want in their business. You can pursue both. Obviously, we've talked about it's about doing both. Right. But has that been hard for you to kind of peel back and balance?
1: It was at first um, because I think I was so used to running so hard and so fast after so many big goals at once that I had kind of found my identity in that. And I found my value in that and my worth as a person in that. Um, and let me be the first to tell you, I did not figure that out on my own. Like I w- actually went to therapy to help me kind of separate my identity from my work and my accomplishments and my achievements, because ever since I was a little girl, like that's just what I've done. Like I was the straight A student. I was the editor on the yearbook staff, like anything I did, like I did it, like I would go all in. And so that's just kind of how I've operated my whole life. So it took a lot of, sitting still, a lot of unlearning to kind of reconfigure my brain and how I view and perceive myself. Um, But yeah, it was definitely a challenge at first. Um, I was very uneasy when I would, you know, when I first started my business, I didn't have work hours. All all the hours were work hours, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas now I have like very hard work hours that I that I follow because I know that it allows me to show up better in my business. Yes, but in my life as well. Um, and I think it was like I said difficult at first because I, I I didn't have any practice at it. Like it wasn't my normal. It was just very different for me. But when I started experiencing the fruits of implementing like a better work-life harmony and kind of pouring into myself and my friends and my family alongside going after my goals. Once I tasted that kind of life, I was like, oh, this is actually way better. Like, yes, I'm not getting as many goals accomplished year to year, but when I do accomplish them, I'm way more excited about them. I have people to actually celebrate with because I'm not neglecting all of the yes. relationships in my life. Um and it it makes the goals a lot sweeter because you're able to fully kind of sit with them and like I said, celebrate them with people. You have the energy left at the end of pursuing the goal to be excited about it because you didn't run yourself into the ground pursuing the Goal. Um, and it's really rad too, because now I have like long term goals and long term vision for my business. Whereas before, everything was a right now goal. Like I didn't really have future plans because if anything popped in my head, I was like, all right, clear the books. Like we're making this happen Let's right now. Yeah. And so that was just a, a very exhausting way to live. And if that's all you're used to, you might not realize how exhausting it is. But when you give yourself the opportunity to kind of uh, experience the other side of things and you can compare the two you're like oh wait a second i am a person outside of my accomplishments outside of reaching yeah. my goals yeah and so i think that's that's what helped me kind of shift over and appreciate and prefer this method over the you mm-hmm. know tireless hustling
0: i love what you said about the role of stillness in that i feel like in 2020 we all got that sense of forced stillness where you do realize even the small things like, oh, making bread is actually fun. I have time to (laughs) do things there. I can like actually be present in my home and in my life and in my relationships. But I feel like even in 2022, we're coming out of that and getting busier and busier. And it is such a discipline to have that stillness and that sense of slowness and intentionality in your schedule because our world does not operate like that.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. And that's why I'm all about whenever I teach people how to create like routines and schedules, we build our priorities into our schedule first before we start filling up our schedule with like to do's and tasks and things like that. Like we have scheduled rest every week. And yeah, it seems a little frivolous to some people. But like I said, once you start practicing it and you see the fruits of it in your life, you're like, oh, okay, this is amazing. I want to continue doing this. And like I said, it, if if you're struggling as a business owner to give yourself space, margin, permission to have those kinds of things in your life, like kind of focusing on your mental health, the important relationships in your life, let this be like your reason to try it. Like even though it now it's not my reason to do it. But when I started kind of living this lifestyle, it was, I was like, I've heard that it's going to make me a better business owner. So let me, let me give it a go, you know, <laughs> and see. And it, it, it was true. It did help me to show up in my business. I'm able to serve my community so much deeper and so much better because I am operating from a place of rest and a place of like health rather than like flatness and burnout. Mm -hmm. Um, So let that be your reason to try it if you're a business owner and you're really struggling to wrap your mind around it.
0: What role has your faith played in your view of productivity?
1: That is a great question. So I am a follower of Christ and it is the foundation of my life, everything that I do. My goal is to honor him through what I do. And so the biggest example that pops into my mind, I recently-ish, back in 2020, which to me, I'm like, wait a second, we're actually heading into 2023. So 2020 was actually not that recent, but it still feels like it was yesterday to me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in 2020, it was summer of 2020, I was reading this book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Okay. You've heard of it.
0: I've read it twice in the past year, actually. Okay.
1: (laughs) I read it every single year. Every single year since 2020, I have read this book. It changed my life. And I don't know if you've read Garden City by him too, but it's kind of like, yeah, okay. I had never really heard of the concept of practicing sabbath. Like of course I'd heard the word sabbath because I grew up in church and I was like, okay, that's something people used to do in the old days or like the Jewish culture, like that's what they do. Like I didn't really understand how it applied to my life. Um but that book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, stretched me and pushed me and convicted me and I was like, oh, okay, I am depending on me, like myself to reach all my goals, to make all of this stuff happen. Like I didn't realize that I was kind of leaving God out of the picture. Um, and in, I so vividly remember reading that book and God was just like, rest is a gift from me. Like it is Mm -hmm. a gift from me. So by you not resting, like you're kind of throwing your hand up at that gift that I'm trying to give you. Um, And that is kind of what was the game changer for me. And also just knowing that when I'm so focused on doing, doing, doing and like my goals and productivity and achieving things, I am not focused on being, and I am not focused on serving and that's what I'm here to do. Um, So the, as I kind of leaned into, because I actually didn't create the five keys to hustling sanely until after reading that book. Mm-hmm. So the five keys to hustling sanely kind of, I guess, were in, loosely inspired by John Mark Comer. Um, and so it just, it really did. Reading that book changed the trajectory of hustle sanely as a business and, it changed how i show up for my life because it made me realize that my job isn't to go 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 and kind of beat the next person to the next goal and like you know strive 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 it's it's to focus on the father it's to focus on his heart it's to focus on who i'm becoming as i'm pursuing the goals to make mm-hmm. sure that i am serving people around me as I'm pursuing the goals, like with my goals. And that's how I view goals and kind of going after them now. Like, is this goal that I'm working toward, how is it serving people around me? And if it's not, then what am I doing it for? Mm
0: -hmm. That was so well said. Thank you so much for sharing that. I obviously really love the book since I've read it twice in the last (laughs) year. I probably want to read it again, but I love how he combines the research and it's so sad. The picture that he paints based on research, what our society is moving towards because of the way that we're living our lives. And, Mm -hmm. you know, technology is not the enemy, but it can be if you let it be. Um, It's just a fascinating book and I learned so much about it. But you're right. Taking that discipline and like letting go of that firm grasp you have on your goals or like control of your business just for one day a week. Like if you can't let that go one day a week, just getting curious and like why? Mm Mm-hmm. It's probably not a question that a lot of people want to ask. (laughs) (laughs) So as we're nearing the end of the year, a lot of people are thinking about goal setting naturally Mm -hmm. for New Year's. Can you give us a little behind the scenes look into your goal setting process?
1: Yes. So I actually follow something that I call the Hustle Sanely switch goal mapping method to help me with my goals. Um, It's kind of, it's built into all of our planners. Like I said, we have um, paper planners that we sell and I have my planner here that I'm going to pull out so that I can tell you exactly kind of the process that I follow. Um, I was finding that I was really struggling before this process. Have you heard of smart goals before? I feel like everybody has. Okay. So this is kind of my spin on smart goals because as a personal trainer, when I was working in that field, that's the method that we use to help our clients set goals. And I was just finding that, and even in the schools, when I was working with students with like their speech goals, like same thing, we were using like an outline similar to like the smart goal method. Um, And I just found that people were having a really hard time connecting with it. Like there wasn't that like emotional connection to the goal. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to create my own version of this. And so this is kind of when I'm sitting down to, uh, map out my goals for the year. I use this as a guide and a template, I would say, to make sure that the goals that I'm setting are actually relevant to me in my life because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Mm -hmm. They think they need to collect goals, like just have this bucket full of so many goals. And I'm like, actually I don't want to do that. Like I want to have fewer, like more intentional goals that make my life better and allow me to show up how I want to be showing up. Um, So the switch goal mapping method, the S stands for specific. So love that from the SMART goals, like on board with that. Obviously you need to know what you're working toward in order to, you know, work toward it.
0: We'll keep that in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That one can stay. That one can stay. Um, The W stands for why attached. So knowing why you're working toward the goal. So what is your intention? Like, why does this matter to you? Why does it matter in your life kind of a thing? Um, The I stands for impact driven. So how is this serving and supporting people around you? Um, And I think people sometimes get hung up on this one when I'm teaching this method because they're like, well, what is me getting healthier Because that's usually a lot of people's goal at the beginning of the year. Like, what is me getting healthier? How is that impacting people around me? Like, how is that bigger than me? And I'm like, okay, like, let's reverse engineer a little bit. How are you showing up for people in your life when you're healthier, like you're probably in a better mood because when you're healthier, you just feel better from the inside out, right? Like you're able to show up, you have more physical energy when you're healthier, right? Like it doesn't have to be, I feel like, and I I operate this way as well, which is why I'm kind of chuckling a little bit all in, like it's all or nothing. So it's like, I'm either solving like world hunger or I'm doing nothing. Like there's no in between. Yeah. Right. And so I feel like that's people kind of get stuck in that frame of mind when it comes to goal setting. And so when they hear impact driven, they're like, well, what kind of impact is it making? I don't know. I'm not solving like a huge world problem. So it's not making any kind of impact. Mm. So like get, get a little bit like more minuscule, like figure out like, okay, how is this impacting the people in my household? For example, if you're getting healthier they're probably going to be getting healthier if you're preparing their meals, right? Because they're going to be eating what you're eating. And you know, that. like think smaller, think more like within your circle. Um, So that's the I, the T is timeline based, which I think that one is a part of the SMART goal too, like having like a timely goal. Um, But I'm a big advocate of our timelines. Just like I say, our schedules and routines are tools, not chains. I think timelines, same thing, tools, not chains. I had a lot of goals this year, For 2022, that I had to kind of shift the timelines. And I'm like, okay, actually, these are moving to 2023 because I got pregnant, didn't know that was gonna happen when it happened. And uh, things had to shift. It just didn't make sense anymore to have certain timelines for certain goals that I had set. Um, But I do think it is important to have timelines for your goals because it holds you accountable. Like, that's the purpose of a timeline, right? It's not to put pressure on you, but it's to hold you accountable. So that's the T. The C is having check-in meetings scheduled. So especially for those long-term goals, like ones that, you know, you can't just sit down in a weekend and knock it off your goal list. Like one that's kind of, you know, it lingers for a few months. Um, Making sure that you're checking in with yourself and number one, that you're making progress on the goal. Yes. But also making sure that the way that you're making progress toward the goal is sustainable for you. Like how are you feeling as you're pursuing the goal? Are there any shifts that you need to kind of make and tweak there. And then the H stands for habits and routines. So having supportive habits and routines that are kind of like I don't know why this popped in my head, but like Hansel and Gretel, like the little grit breadcrumb trail, right? Like, like, Yeah. Like make sure you have little breadcrumbs that you can follow so that you don't feel overwhelmed. So like having habits and routines, it kind of helps you chunk up your goal so that you're not staring at this huge mountain. But like you said, you're taking like one step at a time. So that's kind of how I go about setting my goals. If a goal pops into my mind, I kind of hold it up against the switch goal mapping method. And I'm like, okay, does it fit all of these? Is it is it sustainable for me? Is it serving people in my life? Why does it matter to me? It just kind of, like I said, it helps hold me accountable to making sure I'm not just being a goal collector for the sake of adding goals into my bucket, mm-hmm. but that I'm pursuing goals that I'm actually wanting to pursue.
0: That's so good. Did that acronym come to you too? Yes. <laughs> it did? <laughs> you are so, that is a gift because I'm a teacher, naming things. I'm telling you. you- it's the teacher
1: in me. When I worked in the classroom, that's like a big part of what I did was like, you know, figuring out ways to teach people things. And, you know, so I, I guess that's what I brought with me from the classroom into Hustle City. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> that is a talent for sure. <laughs> so to wrap up, for the entrepreneur who's feeling overwhelmed, especially as we come towards the end of the year, what advice would you have for them?
1: Okay. So I like to challenge people when they tell me that they're overwhelmed because a lot of people, when they tell me they're overwhelmed, they're telling me I have too much to do. I'm overwhelmed. There's too much to do. To me, being overwhelmed, it's not having too much to do. It's not knowing where to start. It's not having like a game plan. It's not being clear on your vision. It's not having your priorities defined. So that's what's making you feel overwhelmed. So. When people feel overwhelmed, they want to just look at this long to do list of tasks and they want to just like start pile driving into it and just like knocking them off because they think it's going to make them feel less overwhelmed because their task list will be smaller. I challenge them to pause and to audit the task list instead and figure out, like, okay, what is my vision? What are my priorities? Do all of these tasks actually fit in? Like, are all of these necessary? So, kind of going like, within and doing a little bit of reflecting rather than barreling through your tasks. It's tough if you're not used to doing it, but it really does kind of help put things in perspective and show you as a business owner, like, where is my time and energy best spent? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It's so easy to just get caught in that cycle. Like you said, we're creatures of habit, so what we do Mm -hmm. and the way that we think We're more likely to just think I'm overwhelmed and to get stuck in that place if you're letting yourself do that over and over again. So to live differently, you have to do something different. Yes, you
1: have to change something, right? (laughs) Because like you said, it's we get stuck in cycles, whether they're healthy or unhealthy. You know what I mean? So yeah.
0: Yeah. So are you up for a little bonus round? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. What are your favorite must-have planning accessories when it comes to like pens or highlighters or something like that?
1: Okay. I am so boring with planner accessories. <laughs> People are like, wait, don't you own a planner company? And I'm like, do not come for me. Do not come for me. <laughs> I am the least bells and whistles kind of gal when it comes to planning. Okay. I can hold in one hand everything that I use for planning. I use flare pens and a ballpoint pen and I just need two different color flare pens and a black ballpoint pen. And I am, I am
0: golden. I'm good well, to go. this is the Business Minimalist podcast, so you fit right in. Yes, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I feel accepted here. <laughs> Who are your favorite people to follow in the productivity space? Oh, that is such a good question. Okay. So
1: my – it's kind of embarrassing because I don't know how to say his last name. Um, but his name is Carrie – I'm going to spell it because, listen, every time that I try to say it <laughs> – I'm choking on my tongue and I'm like, this is terrible. This is bad, bad, bad. So his last name is N-I-E-U-W-H-O-F. And he wrote a book called At Your Best. It is incredible. It is... it really taught me about less about managing my time and more about managing my energy, which that's something that mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about. So I love learning from him so so much. Um, there is, of course, I have to throw some feminine energy in the ring. Her name is Tanya Dalton, um, and she wrote a book called On Purpose, I believe is what it's called. Um, and she just the analogies that she uses when she's teaching about productivity, they just hit home. Like you're like, oh mm-hmm. wow, like that a really good way to view that. So those are the first two that pop into my mind.
0: Have you ever read When by Dan Pink? I have not. It reminds me of At Your Best, actually. I haven't read At Your Best, but I've heard a lot about it. And When is similar. He goes through the different times of day and like where your yep. energy is at and recognizing kind of like the red, yellow, green. Yes, that's yep. exactly
1: the verb. Word. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So
0: I'm going to have to read At Your Best now. Yeah,
1: we're going to have to swap. <laughs>
0: what are you reading right now? Okay.
1: Right now. this is Normally I'm like, get ready to write down a list of like three books. Okay. Right now I am nine months pregnant and I am not reading a dang thing. If I'm being very honest with you, I'm reading the Bible only right now because anytime that I sit down to read, I pass out. I fall asleep, but I can share with you two books that I just read. So I have a monthly membership community. Um, through Hustle Stanley, And we are currently, our um, topic that we're going through together, we have a quarterly topic, is how to prioritize the important relationships in your life, including the one with yourself. And I have to grab this book to show you because the cover is so beautiful. It's called The Art of Showing Up.
0: Yeah, I've heard of that one. Okay. I have heard read okay, it though. Okay,
1: okay. Um, it's by Rachel Wilkerson Miller and the little like tagline is how to be there for yourself and your people, um, on friendship in the age of flakiness. I absolutely love that tagline. Um, but we read this as a community this quarter and it is so good. Not only am I saying that, but everybody in the community was just obsessed with there. Are, there's like such tangible action steps in here. It's written in like a conversational tone, but it's still like, you're getting like nitty gritty information, but it's not like, it doesn't feel like you're reading a textbook. You
0: know what I'm yes.
1: saying? Those um, are the best yeah. books. <laughs> yes. Um, so that is the last book that I read that I highly, highly recommend.
0: I recently discovered Goodreads. And so I've been collecting all of my <laughs> random lists of books and putting them on Goodreads. And I yes. realized that I have a major problem. <laughs> 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 I have way too many problem, books to It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for this conversation. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed having you on the podcast today.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Jade. It was
0: such a pleasure to be here. So where can people find you after the show? Yeah. So
1: everything that I do, I hang out at jessicamassey.com, which when I say it out loud on podcasts, I'm like, I don't go by Jessica. Why did I do that? But that is the URL, jessicamassey.com. And then day to day, I'm hanging out a lot over on Instagram stories. And my personal account is at Jess M. Massey over there.
0: Perfect. Thanks again, Jess. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode, because good ideas don't grow businesses, action does. And if you want more Business Minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadeboyd.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building, one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you've ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing systems and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024 now back to the show